Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. Ladies and gentlemen, it is November 20th. It is Friday night. That means it's time for the Mile High Podcast with your host, Dave Hawk, Melody Cowan, and our special guest tonight from the Santori Project, we have Mary Beth, and once again, our returning champion, Chef David. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Dave. Why, thank you, Faceless Voice. Thank you for the intro. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Mahai Podcast. Um, as the, the Faceless Voice said, I am your host, Dave. Um, James has taken a few weeks off uh, for the rest of our season, so uh, he has a lot of stuff he's working on with the Santori Project. Um, so I'm taking over the hosting duties for the next few weeks. But I have a lovely co-host. With me is Melody. Hello, Melody. Hello. How are you, Dave? I am great. I'm very excited that you're my co-host. We're going we're gonna to rock this. We're going to rock yeah. this. Um, with shit me, out of this Christmas. We're going to fucking rock the shit out of this Christmas. You know, now it says Christmas, like fucking rocking the shit out of it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> So with me tonight, uh, we had a wonderful guest a couple weeks ago when he's talking about Halloween, and I know how festive David is, and uh, uh, he decorated the fucking White House for uh, crying out loud. So with us once again is Chef David Bonderchuk. How the hell are you? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on again. Um, uh, this is going to be a fun evening. We didn't scare you off, thankfully. No, it was a blast. It was fun. So looking forward to tonight and having some good conversation about holiday. Holiday. I require at least two people to sing that Madonna song, even though, even though it doesn't necessarily mean Christmas, but we're talking holiday here. Uh, if, I, if you guys don't start breaking out in songs sometime, I think we're having a pretty shitty show. So I expect you guys to break out in songs sometime. Um, no Wilson Phillips. That's, that's where I'm cutting the line, though. No Wilson Phillips, just so you know. And with us, in her, for the first time... You're going to bring that up. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that later, but I have a deep hatred for Wilson Phillips' uh, Christmas stuff. But we'll talk about that coming up, because I want to introduce, for the first time on the Mahai podcast, Mary Beth, and I'm going to say, is it Murchison? You got it. Mary Ooh. Beth Murchison. Yeah! So welcome, Mary Beth. And she is in a lovely holiday bungalow somewhere in the Arctic, I'm thinking. I'm not sure. Where are you at, Mary Beth? Mary Beth, where are you, where are you coming to us live from? I am in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Ooh, it's very cozy in Louisiana. So it is. A lot, a lot of folks don't know who you are, Mary Beth. Um, you know, us here at the Mile High Podcast know that you uh, are directly involved with the Santori Project, but uh, you do a lot of your stuff behind the camera. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, kind of what you're doing with the Santori Project? Um, well, I'm Mary Beth, and I hail from um, outside of Austin, Texas, but I currently live in snowy cold Minnesota, um, where I met Santori. And... Um, Actually, as of a couple of weeks ago, my boyfriend, I like throwing that out there because it took a while. 
Um, but for the Santori project, I do all the behind the scenes. I help plan with James and I do all of the commenting and social media and um, yeah, we're just having a really good time traveling the world, showing the beauty of America, the not so good parts of what's going on in our world and um, just things that people, you know, need to see that might not be able to see. So what has been some of the most uh, impactful experiences that you've had on the Santori project? Um, definitely Santa Cruz, California, we saw a huge homeless population as well in San Antonio, Texas, um, the last couple of days. And that really kind of, you know, it's something that we know is there, but we don't see it every day necessarily. And when it's just so, um, abundant and in your face it's hard to take a blind eye um it's definitely something that you know we all could do our part to help out um so that's been an eye-opening experience for sure awesome and uh where did you go this week you did some cool shit this week um yeah so we oh my god where did we start the week we started our week in austin and then we're in San Antonio and saw the Alamo. And if you are a Pee Wee Herman fan, there is, in fact, two basements in the Alamo. We found that out. That is Pee-wee, hilarious. Pee Wee Herman lied to me. What the I hell? had a whole debate with James. I was like, that's not even a reasonable thing to laugh at him for because basements existed well before the Alamo was built. Thank you. Right. <laughs> right. So there are, in fact, two of them. We asked... Uh, Texas sheriff, so he knows. <laughs> um, and then we are now in Natchitoches, Louisiana, because I am a Christmas nut. Um, I was born and raised in a Christmas store. My parents had a what? Oh, we went to NASA today. We drove through Houston and went to NASA. Um, but my parents, growing up, had a Christmas store, a twenty-four, uh, three hundred sixty-five day a year Christmas store, and I fell in love and. So I'm super excited to be on this show and share my love of Christmas. And Natchitoches is one of Oprah's top places to go for Christmas. They have like a festival that starts tomorrow that we're going to go to. So I'm just really jazzed. And this came at the perfect time. Awesome. Well, when I asked you to be on the show, I, I had no idea that you love Christmas as much as you do. So what a perfect fit that you're going to be on our holiday episode tonight. So well, welcome to the Mall High podcast. Uh, we're so excited to have you here. Uh, we'd love to have you in front of the camera instead of behind it for once. No, let's get back to the story here. Okay, so in your first little segment there, we discussed how we just recently got a boyfriend, but that was a long story. Let's hear the long story. Oh, we're going to go into, <laughs> we're going to deep dive into some uh, relationship you know gossip I'm right saying? now. I mean, we heard all of this, and then, you know, she was dealing with the homeless, and she was this, and then she owns a Christmas shop. I want to hear about the boyfriend. Let's get back to that for once. Let's hear about the boyfriend. Um, so Santori and I um, were friends and for three years, and then um, I, defe- I developed feelings. He did as well, but he was a little more reluctant to hear no, them. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Is he in the room with you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> ask him to leave the room. We want the real story of how this went down. <laughs> This, I, I have a feeling this involves like a Tinder and everything else. You try to play it cool. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Homeboy got to leave the room. It's time for girls talk. Well, no. Okay, I don't my job, but I don't think it matters anymore. He was my employee. Oh, wow. Cool, girl. <laughs> well, no. Older than I am. So he's older. He's 47. I'm 35. But I was his boss, and um, we started hanging out when we shouldn't have. Um, and... Oh, I so, think you're still the boss. I know. Yeah, I, boss. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that. Uh, <laughs> don't tell him that. Um, oh, he knows. He knows. He does. Um, but he had some commitment issues, and he didn't want to hurt my feelings or, like, break my heart. But then we were in San Francisco at the Golden Gate Bridge, and he was... Um, he was going to ask me to be his girlfriend on my birthday in San Diego, but decided like he was in the moment. So he went live on Facebook and it was this whole like romantic thing. Cause I'm a hopeless romantic. Um, and it was really sweet and genuine and it was worth the wait and he was worth the wait. And, um, I'm in love. Aww. And I think it's just this romantic countrywide road trip. I know. Like we, I don't know about you, but I feel like I just watched like one of those Hallmark Christmas movies just now. <laughs> She's even got the Christmas background going. Right. Perfect. You know, the ones where they're all the same, you know, boy meets yeah, girl, yeah. girl meets boy. They don't like, like Tori was first, a, and then all of a sudden they fall in love. Mike like Tori was the bad boy that she shouldn't fall in love with, but she couldn't stop it. Love can't be stopped. Yeah, although although in this twist she's a dominatrix, and she mm, whoops. I did not know that about it. Into shape. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Where are we going? Are we still doing intros? Did you talk about me? We no. Well, kind of. We we'll come back to you because I think we're flip-flopping we're we're bouncing all over we're just kind of following wherever wherever the conversation takes us that's kind of what we do when are we going live oh we 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 started about an hour ago i don't know if you remember no no live son you're live remember i i said david when he was on martha stewart and david well yeah normally i get like an applause though and i didn't hear that so i didn't know if this was just like i don't know the practo well, I never get applause, and so now you know what it's like to live in my shoes, for once. So, no, so let's go back to David, because he obviously has stuff to say, and yeah. you should hawk your business while you're at it, because you are a natural-born salesman, my friend. So, you know, who the hell are you, David, and where, you know, what do you run? What's your business? Give me all that shit. All right. What's up, everyone? I am Chef David, owner of Scratch Catering Services here in Denver, Colorado. Um, I've been in business for 13 years, and that uh, career pretty much launched, um, you know, more professionally instead of just like a hobby um, back in 2011 when I decorated the White House for the Obamas the very first time. Um, I did return again in 2012, but really after that um, decorating effort and being more on a national stage, um, that kind of propelled me in my business. So I've been serving uh, the Denver area here since 2008. Um, Now the pandemic has hit and it pretty much sucks because, you know, restaurants and that can still operate takeout or curbside. Caterers 
people just aren't gathering. Like I'm not doing a plated lunch for 300 anymore. People aren't even plating for people, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not out of business, but I just don't have any right now. And that kind of sucks. Um, so Dave and I have been friends for a while and he invited me to come on and talk about Christmas at the White House and some of my favorite funny things. And I have some uh, revelations today that I think will really kind of maybe shock you, Dave. Oh, so. I, I am jacked. I'm always looking for revelations for <laughs> me, Dave. Um, you know, if you guys haven't uh, seen, go back. I, and I think you can watch it on YouTube, the um, HDTV stuff from when you decorated the White House. Uh, what, what rooms did you do? You did the Red Room? Is that correct? Yeah, in 2011, I decorated the Red Room and I assisted in the Green Room. In 2012, um, I did um, the State Dining Room and the Entrance to the East Room. So that was a pretty was big deal. Those are those aren't like you know, Ivanka's closet or anything like that. No, this is like actual. Oh, we have friends. We have friends joining us. Who has puppers? <laughs> I don't know how to hit the mute. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I don't that, hit the mute. <laughs> one thing I know about David is he loves dogs. So he has like a whole pack of dogs. I do. They're all chihuahuas. And Carl just walked outside and I'm like, he's talking on the phone and they're like, rah, 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 what's going on? And I'm like, please, I'm trying to be like live on TV. <laughs> oh, we haven't started the show yet. So you still got about 20 oh, minutes before we start. Oh, you said you I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You'll just have to let me know when, when this is going down. So. Uh, <laughs> Probably uh, give us like another hour and we, we'll probably oh go live. Oh my God, Dave, this can't go forever. I want to tell people what I took. You do know yeah. you're live. You are live on yeah. Facebook. You have like oh, a thousand people watching your beautiful face right now. Yes. Perfect. You are live. Tell them what you cook. What do you cook? Oh, yeah. Tell them what you cook, what you bake. Tell us. Tell us it all. Oh. Well, I started my business as a baker, um, selling cupcakes, pies, cookies, things like that. And then, and that was really successful. People loved my stuff. And that's kind of what propelled me to like do TV spots. But there really isn't a whole lot of money in just baking. So I decided to start cooking and adding the baking where, and, you know, like as a, as a baked good, you know, people are going to what, pay three bucks for a cupcake. But for like for a plated meal, you could get like 18 bucks a person. So would it rather 18 bucks a person or three bucks a person? So I became this caterer. And so um, I love doing what I'm doing because I think I do it different than other caterers in town. Um, I'll, I believe in doing everything from scratch, uh, quality ingredients, and I just want to make things beautiful. And so that's kind of you know, made me successful. Um, so, yeah. Why am I talking so much about me? Because you asked me to talk, oh, come okay, to you and yeah. you said you wanted to talk about yourself. And so I did what right. I was told. Can I talk to people now about what I ate? Tonight? Like specifically yeah. for dinner? I had wings. What did you have? No, like, like my not talking pot. about dinner. Oh, <laughs> we're not talking about weed. I thought... I'm so confused. We, hold on. Hold that thought. I love, okay. I love where you're going with that. When we go live, I'll tell you to talk about that, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, um, so now we know what David's doing. We know what Mary Beth is doing. And Melody, you know, what are you up to these days? Uh, I'm in school. I have no life. I am taking a ton of classes, learning about 
lifespan development and applied history and it's not fun but actually exciting. actually it is the the lifespan development is really interesting but I, that would make sense because my major is psychology but everything else about it is not stuff people want to hear about sorry folks but i have definitely decided in honor of the show i've gotten myself in the christmas spirit so this weekend i will be doing full-blown christmas town over my kitchen cupboards because we have way too many cats this year to put it out on a table or anything that they can reach. So we got to get creative. So I'm going to be crafting. Do you consider yourself a Christmas person? Mm -hmm. Yes. I, when I was little, I lived with my dad's grandma. I mean, my parents lived with me too, but we all lived in her house. And so she was very, she was old by the time I was born. I don't know. She was just always old. And so she, it was like a two week process. She would take this entire wooden, uh, mantle over the fireplace and like staple fake snow sheets over it sprinkle it in white glitter and shit and she had these like three foot tall churches she had like an 80 piece choir candle set each candle was a face singing like it was very in-depth she had mountains in one corner she had like rudolph flying over the thing and like it was very very big and so from then on like christmas i don't care about the presents and stuff it's really i just like the decorating i love the lights i like the music <laughs> weird sure. maybe because i did not know that your family was a christmas family we would have shared much more <laughs> i know i can't hear her i that's okay we're, okay. we're gonna keep moving was, forward all right so well well i think it's really cool that you're going back to school and you know it's a very admirable thing especially um, you know, this is the, the time of our lives to be able to pursue stuff that we love to do. You know, 2020 has really, you know, filtered it all the way down and all that's left is, you know, what do we love to do and how can we make that what we do for the rest of our lives? I think, um, you know, I think it was exactly. a great step. Yeah, exactly. Step. And, and that is exactly what inspired me is I was seeing other people struggle and be upset. And I, I have that, I mean, I don't, I don't people talk to me about their problems and they just open up comfortably and I don't really judge. I really don't, you know, I, I just cause you shared a, a fact about yourself doesn't mean that's who you are necessarily. And I think that comes through in my conversations. So I just decided I want to be there for people and I can't just give them my advice if I don't have that training behind it. Like it means nothing. Right. So, and I'm so sick of, I'm in sales. I hate sales. I'm so tired of sales. So I, I want to move on and do something that is intrinsically uh, satisfying, which is interesting because in psychology, I'm in the part of lifespan development where people at my age do that sometimes. <laughs> so it's reflective. You know, it, it takes a lot of guts to do what you did. And, you yeah. know, it takes a, a lot of courage to do what you did, David, to start your own business. You and Mary, uh, Mary Beth, like the Santori project was basically spawned on a Labor Day. And these guys were on the road the very next day doing Santori project. So, I mean, Everybody here, very inspiring, very different walks of life, but everybody inspiring in their own ways. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. So uh, great job. I have nothing but the highest amount of respect for all of you. So, and I'm lucky to have you guys here. And what I do for fun is I write. Uh, I am a published author and I just got a Facebook uh, memory come up. And literally two years ago today, I sent in my first, um, my first manuscript to a publisher. And as of tonight, as soon as the show's done, I have about maybe half an hour to go, 
and I will have finished the last uh, page of my uh, first adult horror novel, Sundown. Uh, I am, I live and breathe horror and like Stephen King books. And this is my first like full on adult horror book. And so I'm finishing that up tonight. So kind of cool. Two years ago today, I uh, sent my first story in and I'm finishing one story tonight. So uh, that's uh -huh. what I'm up to you. Um, and that's what I love to do. I love to write. I love to smoke weed and talk pop culture. So this is, well, this is literally what I love to do right now. So um, um, now, yeah, go for it. Betsy, to answer your question, all of the trees are fake. I believe Mary Beth's tree is also fake. Yes. Fake. Okay. Or I have these guys. <laughs> Those aren't real. No, they are not. But it, if your question was in general, do we prefer real or fake? I, I prefer real, but I have a fake one for practical reasons, like money. So. Yes. <laughs> it just said real or fake trees. Right. Let me tell you a quick story about real trees. The last year that we had a real tree when I was growing up. So when I was younger, we always had real trees. And that was like, it was literally a, a Christmas story, which we'll talk about. Like we went to the lot, we walked around, we picked the best tree. Um, for some reason, either my mom or my dad's like, I heard if we put bleach in the tree water, like it soaks up the water and it stays alive longer. And I think that's complete bullshit, but I don't know. I'm like, you know, these are my parents. I, I'm sure they know what the hell they're doing. And so they, for the whole Christmas season, they put bleach in this water. Little did they know that there was a crack in the tree stand and it fucking bleached their carpet. Perfect. There's a perfect bleach circle right where oh, the tree was. No. They're like, okay, Next. we're getting a fake tree. So that was the last year I've ever had a real tree. Right now I have a fake tree and I have a Glade plug-in pine scented. So it smells like a real tree. So, and it, it works. It works. So what about... What about you, David? Are you a, a, a real tree or a fake tree person? So I'm a fake tree person because I don't want the mess. I don't want any of the sap. And I definitely don't want any of the critters. Okay? So that is why I am a fake tree person. However, when I say a fake tree, I don't mean like... And this is going to make me sound like really bougie as fuck. But I'm not like a Walmart Christmas like it's pre-lit. Like I love those vintage tinsel trees and things like that. Like like the antiques. You know what I mean? Okay. So That's nice. Don't your like dogs get into all the tinsel and shit? Like have a No. No. No, my dogs are not like cats. <laughs> huh? My dog. At my we have to put all of our lights and our ornaments like a foot okay. off the ground because the cat and the dogs are like, let's knock this over. And we never put the good ones on the bottom. All the good ones have to go to the top because inevitably a cat's going to knock off one of the shitty oh, Walmart see. ones. See, we well, I've, I've not ever had that problem, but if you, okay, here's the thing. If you have pets, what you can do is instead of using like ornament hooks Get yourself some floral wire. It blends in with the branches on the trees and you can just wrap it around the branch a few times and clip it and the the ornaments stay affixed. There's no way for them to be knocked off by cats or anything. Huh. My cats I like to not. climb up in the tree, but one is too old and, and the other one it only weighs four pounds. She's like a perma kitten. I don't know. She's like a dwarf cat. So I don't care if she climbs in it, quite honestly, because she doesn't bat the ornaments. She doesn't hurt anything. But speaking of trees, when I was younger, 
Two things real quick. Number one, every year I would pray to God that when we go to the tree lot, my parents would let us get a flocked Christmas tree. How tacky was that? But it was all I wanted in life was a flocked Christmas tree. And for those of you who don't know, it's like they sprayed on white foam to make it look like the tree had snow on it. Because I lived in California. I had no idea what snow was. And my great grandma had um, one of those old aluminum trees where you put the light with the different colored wheel thing on it. And so like the aluminum was silver, but as the light rotated, the tree would change colors. Speaking of old antique trees, I wonder if my dad still has it, but I, that was really cool. It was like red, green, blue, and purple. Mary Beth, when you were growing up, what kind of trees? Did you guys have any real trees or were you uh, aluminum trees? Um, we are fake tree people. Can you hear? Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, we were fake tree people because I have allergies, so I would sneeze a lot if we had a real tree. Um, but nowadays, I'm still fake, but I'm more like I've had a black Christmas tree. I've had a pink one. I've had a rose gold one. I like the traditional, but then I also like to mix it up a little bit with modern. Fun. Yeah. Eclectic. My tree right now is a collection of many ornaments I've collected from Target and Walmart since I started dating my wife. We moved in together. I have like a couple of like real nice ones, but like really they're like the most ghetto ornaments. But when you put them together and you put the lights around and you turn off the overhead lights, it's very pretty. So I'm, I'm pretty but happy. With tree. Does like, who cares if it's ghetto? It tells your story. And the truth is you could put twinkling lights on a tree with nothing but little pieces of foil hanging off of it. And it would just sparkle and look pretty. I mean, I had the same problem. I wanted like a really pretty, all the same color theme kind of tree when I first married James, but we had little kids and like they want SpongeBob and Spider-Man and Batman. I have so many Doctor Who ornaments on that stupid tree now. Like none of them match. They're all over the place. But now I look and each one has like a, a meaning and a story, you know, and we made it a tradition. Like the year we got our dog, everybody's ornament was a dog. And so like, there's like history. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I have some ornaments that my parents gave me from our tree. Of course, they were the shitty ornaments that they didn't want and they gave them to me, but I still love them anyway. Ooh, um, I'm telling your mom. Oh, she's watching. She's commenting yeah. quite a bit. So. She's the one who brought up trees. Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, let's go ahead. We are at the heart of the Mile High Podcast. We are a weed-friendly show. Um, so we got to give our love to our local weed vendors. Uh, David, I know you are anxious to talk about what you're eating tonight. So what are you doing tonight? Okay, so the last time I was on this show, I had some gummies and I couldn't even pronounce the name or whatever. They're like, I, I, I can't take any more of those gummies. So my favorite, favorite, favorite is taste buds and i find they finally got them back in and they're so good i like the indica so they have two of those flavors one is like a fruit punch and this one here is a blueberry they but they're the best tasting gummy they don't like kind of get me sick but then like you know like <laughs> everything has got its caution label the name of the strain that's used in these blueberry ones is called death wish <laughs> who names like, this what? crap you know what i mean it's like oh yummy <laughs> oh 
Oh my gosh, come here. I got candy. Like, oh my God, that's crazy. How does that get back marketing? Right? Right? It's I like don't know. there's a, a burrito place called Chubby's, and I'm like, okay, but you named your restaurant Chubby's. I don't want your extra green chili now. Thank you. <laughs> You're missing out, though. Chubby's was I know. Great. Yeah, Chubby's no, they're great. very good. I feel, I feel very attacked. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Mary Beth, what are you – are you able to smoke? Do you have – you can, and it's illegal where you are, but so um, – It is illegal. But so I blink also, twice if you're smoking weed tonight. <laughs> not That's not how the internet works. Weed ever. I actually am a non-smoker of weed. Oh. All right. You are high on life tonight, and I love that. <laughs> Good for you. High, and we, somebody who's high on something else is Melody. What are you uh, smoking tonight? I am smoking gelato cake. Ooh. So as some of you may know, especially the wonderful viewers from I'm From Denver, uh, we had our expert on last last show, and she gave us all kinds of tips about not buying, you know, the pre-weight and the third party and what the differences really are. And she kind of knocked us for going to Live Well because it's a chain, but I love the staff at that Live Well, so I'm just, I went. But I did not buy the ounce specials. <laughs> she will be so proud of me. I asked about flavors and terpenes. And um, I ended up with an indica, which I never, ever, ever pick, based entirely on the cashier's answers or the bud, tend bud tender's answers. And he was incredibly informative and helpful. So he sold me on this, um, and it's pretty freaking good. I think it tests at like 24%, which was not something I asked. It's just on the tag. And the other thing that I smoked right before I got on here is something called an 11-1 pre-roll, which is just uh, smothered in hash. And the nice. way that he explained it is that the hash it's not gonna like make it super stony um like it would if it was wax or something like that on the inside of it it's just it it does something with the terpenes and it brings out this this flavor this like kind of stinky flavor almost but um it definitely got me giggling and going so you know cheers to courtney for the wonderful advice like i i give her credit yeah. Like, if it's a placebo, oh, yeah. I feel great. So, plan and I. If you guys have not gone back and seen that episode last week, it's uh, you can see it on Facebook. You can also go to YouTube, our YouTube uh, channel, and check that out. Uh, but great show, you know. Courtney was a wealth of weed knowledge, and that's why we had her on. Yeah. So I, I was saying, she sounds like the pot chef. Smother it in hash. Like <laughs> damn. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we last time we were on here? I think we coined uh, a new term. It was bud, not bud tenders. Where they're bud masters, right? Yep. Right. They're the bud masters. You heard it right here first. The bud masters. Oh, I'm you sure somebody's come up with that a long time before we did. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't longer. put you it on here. Shirt, now you got off. There you go. Masters. We made it famous. Copyright Hashtag Chef bud masters. <laughs> uh, so I am I read a, a great article in the Westward uh, not too long ago about um, like the hottest flavor in Denver. It's a stuff called layer cake. Um, and uh, it, it is a, a really highly tasting weed. Uh, a lot of, a few shops have it. Um, and it's supposed to make you like euphoric and giggly and, and having a good time. And so I saw that my local light shade on Islip and Buckley had some layer cake. And so that's what I'm smoking tonight. Um, you know, you guys on the comments, if you guys are consuming your cannabis products, make sure you're commenting. Uh, Melody's going to be following that through the night. Just let us know where you're smoking. 
uh, give out your uh, your shop some love uh, here on the Mile High Podcast. But Larry Cake, so far it's making it's making everything just great. But we even just does that in general. Everything's just great, you know. No worries. So this is the part where we go and we talk about what we're watching. So Melody, I'm going to go in your direction first. What did you watch this week? I watched The Crown. Ooh. Like, I only have two episodes left, and I'm so sad about that that I've stopped watching it because I'm not ready for it to be over. I waited <laughs> for so long for it to come out, and I said when it comes out, I'm not going to marathon it, and then I marathoned it anyways, and I justified it. So there you go. It's great. The actress who plays Diana is fantastic as Diana. Um, what is her name? Julian Moore is playing Margaret Thatcher, and she's amazing at it. I didn't even recognize her. I kind of forgot that that was who it was supposed to be. It was very, or that that's who was playing her. It was very good. So I highly recommend it. Um, and my in-laws had never seen it, and I made them go back to season one. And they are not the people who spend a lot of time watching TV and movies. And I asked them later how many episodes in they got that first day. And they watched three, three hour long episodes. That's very unlike them. It's a strong show. Awesome. I heard nothing but good things about this season of the crime. I've never watched it, but I heard nothing but good things. How about you, Mary Beth? I'm sure it's kind of tough to watch a lot of stuff when you're on the road, but what have you been watching these days? Um, well, I recently just finished um, Emily in Paris and Away and Designated Survivor. And recently Netflix added Dawson's Creek. So I've started going back and that all over again, falling in love with Pacey. <laughs> Who else was Dawson Creek fans here? No. No. David, you weren't a Dawson's Creek guy? No, I was not. I think you're alone, but I heard, you know, I heard it was very popular. James Vanderbeek, whole career from Dawson's Creek. We've all heard of it for a reason. Absolutely. Who was, was it Katie Holmes that was on that show that became yeah. famous from that show? Mm-hmm. Yep. And look where that's gotten her. Dawson's Creek. So, uh, David, I, you were raving about a show that you had been watching this week. And so I knew uh, I was going to wait for you to last. Uh, what have you been watching this week? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I finished all episodes of The Queen's Gambit. And it was amazing. Like, that girl that plays her and everything, she just looks like a doll. Like, I love her. Um, it was a really amazing, amazing show. So I, I highly suggest it. Can you tell us what it's about? It's about chess, right? It is about chess, and that sounds really, really, really boring. So, like, that's why immediately I didn't want to watch it until I had heard recommendations. Um, but that's, like, really not what it's about, it's actually about this girl's life and how she becomes obsessed with it and the people and the friends and the experiences she has along the way. And it's a period piece. I just love it. So you have to check it out. Awesome. Have any of you has heard anything about it or have you seen it? I've heard it's really good and it is on my watch list. So. Yeah, Stephen King said it's one of the, his favorite shows of the year. So whatever Stephen King says, I usually go right along with that. He's my favorite. <laughs> All right, and uh, rounding up, uh, not a big week for watching stuff. Usually I watch a lot more stuff than I normally do. 
Um, but I, my kid found a great show on Netflix. David, you'll love this one. It's called Somebody Feed Phil. And it has like this guy, just like this normal dude that kind of does like an Anthony Bourdain type of show. But, you know, he's not a seasoned chef. He's just some guy. And he's going to like Bangkok, Thailand and going on boats and going to like food stalls. And this guy is just like, everything's just like blowing his mind. And he's like the nicest guy in the world. Um, and he, it's just him going around the world and eating cool shit. So, and that's uh, on Netflix. I highly recommend that. And uh, a movie I watched a couple weeks ago that I never got to talk about that was really fucking good was American Pickle with Seth Rogen where Seth Rogen plays his grandfather who falls into a pickling vat, wakes up a hundred years later and it's him new Seth Rogen, like from today. And then Seth Rogen as his grandpa from a hundred years ago. And they just, they experienced New York city. It sounds like a really weird, really weird uh, topic, uh, but a really funny movie, like a really funny movie, unexpectedly funny movie. Seth Rogen is just, great in it so that's called an american pickle and that's on hbo max so i highly recommend that um but i also want to kind of segue into what we're talking about i gave everybody homework to, this week i said hey guys i want you to go and watch your favorite christmas movie or you know watch you know some of your favorite christmas movies what'd you guys watch uh david i'll start with you what you watch this week so my favorite Christmas, I thought we got a list of like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? We, we are. We're going to come to that. But is there any, what was the movie that you first turned on this week? Holiday movie. Oh, holiday movie this week. Uh, not my favorite one that I watched this week. Yeah. See, David didn't follow his homework. So we're going to give him a pass on that. Was there, what Christmas movie did you watch this week? Just go with that. Uh, Diva's Christmas Carol. There you go. All right. Start what is that about? It's starring uh, Vanessa Williams, and she's like this diva pop singer, and she's just like really nasty and rude to everybody. And then it's essentially the Christmas Carol, like you know, the, she gets visited by these spirits. And in, at, at the first, where she's like really rude to everybody, then she kind of opens up at the end. You know, a Christmas Carol, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. It's a good movie. I will have to look that up. How about you, no. Melody? What was the Christmas movie you watched this week? Oh, <laughs> a Christmas movie, a, a Christmas story. It's my favorite all time, hands down. And you, Mary Beth? Well, right now, Lifetime is playing Christmas movies like 24 hours a day. So I've watched a couple there, but I did watch one of my favorites, which is The Holiday. And explain The Holiday. Is it, I don't, I've never seen that one. What is it? So it's um, Cameron Diaz. Drew Barrymore, I can't think of the two guys' names. Um, basically, a lot of shit's going on in their life, and they swap homes for the holidays. So one's in the UK, one's in America, and then they end up falling in love with people in each country. It's it's just a love story. It's probably made in, like, mid-2000s. Nice. And yeah. Who here watches the holiday movies, the um, the Hallmark Christmas movies? No, they're terrible. I love. I, I I leave them on while I'm in the room with the TV while I'm doing Christmas stuff. I'm not necessarily involved. Sometimes I think I've watched two movies and merged them into one in my brain because they all start and end the same, you know. 
I don't know. And half of them have, and half of them have Candace Cameron now as the main actress. So I really can't tell them apart. <laughs> Stand her either. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I, I yeah. not stomach them, and then when they when they turn off the Golden Girls on the Hallmark Channel for this marathon from you know Halloween till I don't know Valentine's, I, I just want my Golden Girls back. Hulu has every episode of Golden Girls. If you have Hulu. Okay. That is yep. good to know. Thanks. Yeah. Good looking at I got, I got you. <laughs> I love them. Well, they're cheesy and yeah, they're predictable and they all kind of sound the same, but I just love them. Like it's one of my guilty pleasures. <laughs> That's great. I, I, like I said, I listen to them. I think a yeah. lot of people do. They're on 24 seven for months at a time. Yep. I mean, somebody's doing it. Are these all new every year, or do or is it just reruns? I think they're mostly reruns, and they only do like a couple new every year. Yeah, they do like, like a every year. Yeah, like once a week they'll have a new one in the month of December. Like on a weekend, they'll be like, "Here's the Sunday primetime new movie." Dave, do you watch them? No, no. I could totally see you <laughs> snuggled up in front of the fireplace. Yeah, you know me. I I have a really soft heart, so um, but oddly enough, my son and uh, my wife they're actually going through and watching the Hallmark movie. So nice. uh, yeah, yeah, they I'll let them watch it. My DVR is full of Hallmark movies that they'll never get to. That I'll just end up deleting, and they're like, "Where do all the movies go?" Like, uh, I accidentally deleted it, but because they'll never watch it. Oh but, my god! Please tell me that's in your new horror novel. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have so I but I know about the Hallmark movies it's a very uh it's a very specific kind of movie um all the movies are pretty much the same they just have different looking people in the story yeah. um, they're just in different places yeah so I wrote a, a story a short story that came out last year for Christmas um that was 99% cheesy Hallmark Christmas uh story and then one percent i turn into a real fucking bloody mess at the end i mean like it had it turned into this like weird horror story um and it turned out great so i'll be plugging at the end but like they're you know the hallmark movies are they're iconic people love them they're very popular uh and it's either you love them or you hate them because they're just they're very much the very much all the same you know all starring Cameron Cameron or a camera. What's her name? Candace Cameron Cameron DJ DJ. Yeah. DJ from full house and Fuller house. Apparently. Oh yeah. She's doing she, a lot these days. Good. For I know. Her, I she, guess. You know, I Hallmark, you got a whole Hallmark it, career, you know, was Fuller house. You? I have no idea. I don't remember. <laughs> no idea. The, hustler. the what? Oh, I said she's a hustler. Yes, she is. Oh. So, David, you when I've since I've always known you, I've known you as somebody who loves Christmas. So, when did when did that first start? And like, you know, what are some of like the fondest memories you've had of Christmas growing up? <laughs> oh, Dave, I don't like Christmas. You did what? <gasps> I'm so sorry. I'm a caterer. And it like became my job, and like <laughs> I don't like Christmas. Did that oh, kill the man. show? No, 
But somewhere I mean, an angel lost its wings. But no, but you, you <laughs> killed Santa. David no. loves Christmas. He has usually seven or eight Christmas trees. No. He's, he's lying to you. No, I don't. Okay, no, I love decorating, but like yeah. I don't really love Christmas. And I'm sorry to say, I'm a really big Mariah Carey fan, but I really hate her Christmas music too. Whoa, that is the biggest revelation. Is this a revelation that you were teasing earlier? Because I feel I, like... You know, I, I, and I didn't set it up this way, but like as a caterer, to hear that music, it brings up anxiety and stress. And it just like Christmas became my job. And Christmas wasn't just in December. It was like it started in March and it didn't end until February. And because I just, I, I can't do Christmas. I can I appreciate that. I worked retail one year during the holiday season. And once the Christmas tape came on, it was like a one hour tape. So it played eight times. They had last Christmas, three different versions. They had like the original George Michael one. They had a Taylor Swift version and some weird techno version. So if I worked an eight hour shift, I could potentially hear last Christmas 24 times. I love Christmas music, and that song was banned from my house for like three years. It was just too much. So, yeah, I could see how I could ruin it a little bit, or at least kill the excitement. Man, this show took a crazy left turn. We need to get back on track here. Mary Beth, what was Christmas like growing up in your childhood? If you say, like, you know, my dad killed my dog on Christmas, I'm going to be very upset. So let's have a, a happy story. It was very happy. Um, like I said, I in a Christmas store. So, um, we had wonderful Christmases. I lived across the street from my grandparents for a couple years. Um, we did this thing called Christmas Eve gift. So whoever wakes up on Christmas Eve and they say Christmas Eve gift first, they get to open one present that day. Only them? Only them. Is that among kids too? Yep. So anyone in the house, so say, you have a household of five people. The first person that says Christmas gift on Christmas Eve can open one present early. Interesting. Does yeah. your family still run a Christmas shop? No. Um, no. So my parents have both passed away, um, but I still have the love of Christmas, and I have all of my grandma's handmade ornaments, and I have um, a few things from the store. Um, and everywhere we've gone, I've gotten a Christmas ornament. Um, so it's always in my heart. So I'm sorry to hear about that part, but. Well, that was, I don't know how I can top that. That was a much better story than I was going to tell. I was just going to say my parents are, my parents were like cool as hell growing up. And so my Christmases were always like, Hey mom, can I get a rap CD? And then she doesn't know anything about rap. And so she gives her 12 year old kid, here's NWA, you know, straight out of Compton. I mean, it, my parents are cool. They gave me the uh, Super Nintendo, fucking blew my fucking mind. Um, you know, Christmas is very big. We have a very big Italian family. So every year we had meatballs and sausage and peppers and lots of pasta, lots of wine flowing. So that was growing up and it was great because like I had my, my, I have a bunch of family up in the mountains. And so we wouldn't have Christmas with them until like April. And so like in April, we'd have Christmas in April, like all the, the ants would bring down all the presents. So I, I like that too, even though it was like, 
you know, way the hell in the future. It was one of the more fun times. But how have your traditions changed? You know, Melody, like, you know, what did you guys used to do when you were growing up? And like, you know, what traditions have you brought to your new uh, growing up with your family now? So I guess what I brought to the family now, the, the ornament thing I was saying earlier every year, like something we did that year is the theme of our ornaments, you know? So like we did a huge family vacation in 2017 to Disney World. We got all Disney Christmas ornaments that year on, on, uh, in our stockings. Um, the other tradition that my family did is just every, every year they tell the kids you can all open one present on Christmas Eve. And every year, I don't know why we even fell for it because it was always pajamas every year. And I, like at a certain age, you start figuring it out. But for a long time, you're reasonably excited and disappointed that it's just new pajamas. And the whole point is so that the parents can have you in like fresh pajamas and your pictures in the morning. Like you're not in your, you know, torn up old pajamas. So, um, and I still do that tradition. My kids know to expect it now though, because they're much older. So I've carried that one on. One year though, here's my Christmas story. It, my parents, um, I woke up and the tree was bare. Like all the ornaments were off, the lights were gone. There was nothing under the tree, nothing. It was totally just an empty tree. And I look and there's this tiny little red and white note up in front um, on the very top. And I pull it and it says he checked his list. He checked it twice. He found out you were naughty, not nice. Santa Claus has come to town. Dude, I was like eight. Like it was a prank and the gifts were in another room, but my dad full on kept it going for like a whole morning. And I truly legit was like, what happened? You know, like almost, I wanted to cry, but I also didn't want to be bad for next year already. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's okay. And it was all just a huge joke. It was traumatizing. <laughs> uh, David, do you have any traditions? What, like, what are your traditions around the holidays this year? Or just in general? Even though you hate Christmas, like worse than death itself, you know? Okay, a tradition of mine, okay, I'm going to admit it, okay, a tradition of mine is when I go into other people's homes, like and I'm there catering or whatever, and they have one of those elves on a shelf, I like to pose it in like really inappropriate poses, and then just like walk away, so that's kind of my tradition. <laughs> It's the small things. What can the I small say? things that make you happy. You know, it's the little things. Yeah. But when you were talking, Dave, like I, it reminded me of when I was a kid and the one gift that I really, really, really wanted. And it was uh, Nintendo and like the original Nintendo. And it was the year I believe that my uh, parents had gotten divorced. And so it was the first year we were doing like kind of two Christmases that you do with separated families, you know? So I guess my dad had gotten me the Nintendo. So when we opened the gifts on Christmas Eve, cause I was going to be with my dad on Christmas day with my mom, I got electronic battleship and I threw a fit. And so my grandma was like trying to comfort me and so then the next day I got the Nintendo, but my dad didn't just get the Nintendo. He got the power pad and wrapper <laughs> and like everything. It wasn't just like the Nintendo. Like I got like the whole set, like everything. <laughs> it was like the best gift ever. And my dad got it for me. 
Um, I remember that on that Christmas, I do. <laughs> so who here believed in Santa? Be honest. Who here believed in Santa? Oh, he never came to my house. I never believed in him ever. Oh, man. I didn't even know there was a Santa or an Easter Bunny. That's funny. <laughs> I I know, Easter Bunny was kind of silly, but like Santa, I was a full-on believer. Uh, Mary I Beth. I never believed. Are you honestly, your folks wouldn't let you outside after the porch light went off. Okay, they're going to allow a stranger in a red suit to come in your house while you're sleeping? They didn't really? allow it. He just snuck in. It was the magic. It's of very magic. creepy in the, when you say it that I'm way. I know it doesn't help. <laughs> this guy is stalking your house, and he's eating your cookies, and he's drinking your milk, and he leaves presents under the tree. I've married into a family where I'm still not allowed to... I. I how do I say this? I've married into a family where we all still say there we believe in Santa. Like as adults in rooms amongst each other. <laughs> That's funny. Mary Beth, tell me when did you stop believing Santa? Was there something like did you find any presents or you know what happened? Or were you just too old? You just grew out of it. Santa's a creeper. <laughs> I don't remember a pivotal point where I stopped believing. I feel like there's something like magical about Santa, even the idea of him. So I believe in like the idea of Santa. I know he's not real. And I don't remember when I stopped believing as a child, but I will say I fucking hate the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Me too, amen sister. And all those damn pastel eggs. <laughs> Whoa. No. Spicy. I spicy. This is a spicy conversation right now. I agree. But seriously, who who comes up with these Santa Clauses? I'll tell you what, if someone comes in my house, eats my cookies, drinks my Cokes, I'm calling the cops, you know? But he's magic, and he waits for you to be asleep, so you have no idea. He comes in and out of existence. Well, and the real Santa drinks oh milk. God, do you think that's what, oh, what Bill Cosby oh. said? Do you think? I, yes. <laughs> Melody. Yes, was there sir. a pivotal moment in your life where you're like, Santa's not real. My parents lie to me my whole life. No, I mean, I remember when I realized Santa wasn't real, but it wasn't like traumatic. I was just like, oh, that makes sense. Like, okay. And then I moved on. But a part of me, my first Christmas as a kid, secretly hoped there'd be one extra gift that I couldn't explain. <laughs> I know that. So I was a very Snoopy child. And I'm very good about like finding stuff that's lost. And I knew where my parents would always hide the Christmas presents. So, and they're listening. So I'm sure they've already, they've gathered this. Like I was fucking crafty. Like if I wanted to know what a Christmas present was, I was crafty. I would, I would find a way to get to like find out without them knowing. But one year, like I looked in this particular place and there was like this cool fucking like laser tag game. I was like, that's cool as shit. Like I can't wait for that. And then I walk down on Christmas Day. It's like, from Santa, here's that laser tag set that you just saw in your parents' bedroom. And I was like, uh, that kind of sucks. But I figured. So that was how I lost my belief in Santa Claus. All a joke. I'm still heartbroken to this day. Two. <laughs> Go ahead. Two things. Betsy uh, had a traumatic experience, it sounds like. She says, our uh, fourth grade, our teacher asked the class, 
when did you stop believing in Santa? And she was devastated. <laughs> so it sounds like that was very, not good. And she says she never told you that he wasn't real. So. Oh, I figured it out. I figured it out when I snuck in your room and I found the laser tag set. So um, traditions, uh, I, I think the holiday is made around traditions. Uh, I already told you, by, uh, told you about my big Italian family where we like get around and make lots of pasta and stuff. Um, but traditions are going to be different this year. You know, how are you guys treating the, the pandemic in your traditions? I'm going to go Mary Beth. Um, well, considering I don't even know where we're going to be on Christmas, um, we're just going to play it by ear, but it'll be a different Christmas than normal. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, as long as I'm safe and healthy and with the one I love, I'm happy wherever. That's the best answer I could have ever hoped for. So I love that. Uh, Melody, how's your uh, Christmas going to be different this year? I don't know. I mean, we usually stay home for Christmas anyway, so it won't really be that different. I ordered a lot more stuff online, which was nice. So that's it. How about you, Dave? Um, usually Carl and I go traveling, but I don't know if that's going to be an option. So um, we're kind of playing it by ear, but um, it'll just be he and I together. So um but usually that is our tradition anyhow. You know, I, I cater all the way up to like the 23rd or even Christmas Eve. And then we get out of town Christmas Day through New Year's. It's just, that's kind of how we've always usually done it. So That sounds nice. It does sound nice. Yeah. And for us, you know, it, we usually, we have a bunch of different families and we try to like, you know, go to one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Uh, I don't know if that's possible now because, you know, everything's kind of like locked down and I don't know if we can hit two different families. We might have to like, you know, one day, one, the other. Uh, but like you said, like who knows really right now, uh, who knows where we're going to be in a month. It's not looking so good. And uh, you know, Thanksgiving's in a week and we're still trying to figure out like what we're going to do for Thanksgiving. Cause you know, it's, it's just a different world that we live in. So um, one thing that always makes me happy though, Christmas music, and Christmas movies. And that's where I wanted to like spend the rest of the show is talking about those two things that, that make the holiday for me. Um, I started listening to Christmas music and my, I got my kid into doing the same thing. We've been listening to it since probably early October. We put our Christmas tree up the first week of October. I mean, like we're into Christmas and we've been listening to Christmas music and we're starting to watch a bunch of movies and stuff. So this is where we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas music and we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas movies. So Melody, I'm going to go to you. You are our uh, music phenom here on the show. So yeah, I'm sure music was a, played a big part in Christmas for you. So tell me, what do you listen to? Uh, so I love, I love all kinds of weird Christmas music, um, but I love the, the classic, like the Drifters White Christmas, um, that kind of stuff I tend to listen to a lot. However, there's some newer stuff. Casey Musgraves, Musgraves, sorry. Uh, she's a country singer, but she's kind of newer. It's not, her songs are different, but her, her Christmas album, I think came out last year. It's really catchy. She does like a duet with Willie Nelson. And, um, 
Sia did a really cool album and it's all original music. So like you have to be into that. It's not going to, there's no traditional songs on it at all. But if you're tired of traditional, it's a great break because they are Christmassy. But if she would just change the topics, they were good songs, like just on their own. So it's a nice break from Christmas music. Um, and then I've always kind of had a, a special place in my heart for like, I've loved, you remember that song Christmas Wrapping? I don't remember who it's by. Maybe the waitresses. I love that song. No, Mary, because ah, I'm okay. Well, somebody will find it and tell me. I think it's by the waitresses. But those are my top picks. So if you're looking for traditional, Casey Musgraves does a nice twist on that. But if you're looking for something completely new, Sia has a very interesting album. Nice. How about you, Mary Beth? What are you listening to? Um, so two all-time favorites: um, Michael Bublé's Christmas album. And I really like the Pentatonics Christmas album. Um, those are kind of my go-to. Um, and I love all the classics. And um, my favorite song would probably be Joy to the World. Nice. David, what are you listening to? Uh, well, when I do try and get into the Christmas spirit, um, I, I don't really listen to, like, singers or anything like that. Um, like I grew up with like Kenny G and that kind of stuff. So I like instrumental. Oh, that's interesting. That's more, nice. more meditative. You know, there was like a Charles Disc Dickens classics meditative CD that I have. It's Christmas music, <laughs> but it's meditation. And so I, I do like that stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to, like I said, love Christmas music. And, uh, there are two artists that I listen to. It's not Christmas for me unless I listen to Andy Williams Christmas. Uh, and that's because my parents would play the, I, I went from the eight track to the record, to the cassette, to the CD. And now I'm listening to it on Spotify and it's the Andy Williams with the red track and mm -hmm. the most wonderful time of the year. I cannot start like loving Christmas until I hear that very, that very specific song Fuck, our show is titled One Most Wonderful Time of the Year because of that particular song. So Andy Williams will always mean Christmas to me. And then my parents uh, introduced me to the Carpenters. The Carpenters also have like the best <laughs> fucking uh, Christmas album. It's great. So if you haven't listened to it, um, I don't like a lot of the new stuff. I prefer the old stuff. Once Mariah Carey and Wilson Phillips put out some like real terrible Christmas music, it's all been downhill. I mean like very little – very little good Christmas music oh, after like 1985. How dare you? You know, like you make it, you make it feel like Christmas. That Gwen Stefani and oh, horrible. That, so oh. that Gwen Stefani CD was. We had a whole playset on at Starbucks last year when it came out, and uh -huh. we played fucking Gwen Stefani Christmas music for like all day long. Uh. Awful. You think it was bad listening to you know this Christmas? I mean, hearing Gwen Stefani for eight hours a day is a very difficult thing so that might be no. tough i just like that one song just for the i didn't know it was a whole album interesting yeah so it, it's very bad i would not recommend it um but like i listen to the the classic stuff i think that the classic stuff is just better um when it comes to music and i just that's just me uh, that's my preference you know a lot of folks like you know see ya like like you're saying uh, i like all of it that's the thing like i have a my christmas playlist is like five hours long like, i have a wide variety that is a wide variety. So then I prefer classic music. And when it comes to Christmas movies, 
I go down that same road as well. I like, you know, most of the movies that are pre-1990. Those are the Christmas movies that I enjoy. So now we're going to go into our Christmas movies. Um, Mary Beth, what is your all-time favorite Christmas movie? Miracle on 34th Street, the original. Oh, not the one with, the, with Matilda in it? No. No. The original. <laughs> Um, I love all Christmas movies. I feel like the newer ones are a little too commercialized. I feel like the older ones really have the heart and the soul and the meaning of Christmas. Um, but I do love like Elf. Like I love the movie Elf. I love it. Yes. You know, um, A Christmas Carol. I, when I was in high school, I acted in my town's um, Christmas Carol performance for a couple of years. So I fell in love with that movie um a christmas story um but my favorite is miracle on 34th love that how about you mary or uh, melody sorry i think it's my high anxiety personality so everything i do around christmas like it has to be because it's such a high stress time for me it has to make me laugh like i'm not going to waste time feeling stressful or watching something serious when i have so much shit to do so i, I a christmas story is my favorite followed very closely i'm almost ashamed to say by elf like i those are the two where I just, it makes me feel happy. And then Daddy's Home 2 is also hilarious. <laughs> Whoa, that's a very interesting pick. Right? That's I know. Huh? I watched it by accident. And once I got to the thermostat scene where the daughter touched the thermostat by like a degree and all the dads are freaking out, I was like, this is, these are the, these are the dads that I grew up around. Like, you touched the thermostat? And it just got me. Yeah, my dad was a thermostat guy too. Uh, yeah. David, what uh, your all-time favorite Christmas movie? And then give me a couple of your other favorites. Okay, well, number one, Die Hard. Uh, number two, I love Christmas Vacation. Ooh, and yeah. Number three, hmm, Home Alone, Home Alone. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, those are the movies. Those are the movies. I believe there was a lethal weapon that was like around Christmas time too. Uh, that that was a good one. Fourth one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, how many were? How many were supposed to pick? However many you have. All of that's them. A, yeah. Oh, th those are my movies. <laughs> that's hey. So, <laughs> I'm surprised nobody talked about Scrooge. Um, Scrooge is definitely up there. Elf very high that's probably like the only movie in the year like you know 2000 and beyond that i've enjoyed that's one of the christmas classics it's very hard for a movie to become a christmas classic but a christmas story will always have a, a place in my heart because uh every christmas eve even to this day we watch uh the tbs marathon 24 hours mm -hmm. of a christmas story i've seen it i can quote the fucking movie i've seen the musical but i mean you know, 24 hours of TBS. It's great. Especially when you're like, leg lamp. yeah, the leg lamp. Yeah, it's great. I have one for my really? Christmas awesome. setup. Yes. Nice. So, uh, yeah, go for it. yeah, go for it, Mary. It's a wonderful life. There you hmm. go. Oh my God. How come no one said the Grinch? We're missing the Grinch. Okay. The Grinch. <laughs> the Jim Carrey one. Are you talking yeah, about Jim Carrey one? Dr. Seuss one. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I do remember watching that. Yeah, 
Well, see, is that do you consider that a movie? Really? Because there's a lot of great shows, like uh, you know. I, I don't even think it was thirty minutes. No, like there, that was definitely into that. Like, there's a bunch of great Christmas um, TV shows at that time. So you're talking about Charlie Brown Christmas, Rudolph, Frosty, and The Grinch. All kind of came out at the same time. And, yeah, oh. all those claymations, like like Baby New Year and all this, whatever. Like yeah. the, the Rudolph. The, I think they did a Frosty one too, but. And- but the Frosty was like a cartoon. He's like, oh, 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 I'm with no pants. I didn't like that one. Yeah. Was it the pants that you didn't like? The no pants? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just didn't like that cartoon Frosty. Like, it's just like, really? like so, I wanted to punch that. Man, that was, what a childhood. Like, man, I want to punch that fucking snowman right in the <laughs> carrot face <laughs> that's true all right so david you brought up a, a very interesting movie as one of your top favorites you brought up die hard oh my god we're gonna have this debate it is a we, Christmas well, don't we are this debate. so <laughs> it might not be it might not be a debate at all we might all be in agreement because i personally think die hard's a great christmas movie what about you melody uh, is it a great movie to me personally? No, but I recognize that it's funny and everything, and I get, I accept that it's a Christmas movie. All right, <laughs> see, we got three going one way. Mary Beth, do you think it's a, a holiday movie, a Christmas movie? I've never seen it. Oh. Wow. Man, well, there we're you full go. of all sorts of revelations tonight. What is going on? <laughs> Okay, that is going to be your homework. By the next time that you come on the show, you need to have watched Die Hard because that's okay. a great fucking movie. And it's a Christmas movie, so it kind of fits with their homework. <laughs> uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that a Halloween movie or Christmas movie? I don't know. It's a year-round movie. You not care that enough about it? It's a year-round movie. No, it's a great – I listen to it. I like the, I'll sing along to the soundtrack, sure. I love it. But I've never been sure what it is. It, if it's Christmas or both. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. All right. There's an Easter bunny scene even. There is. And there's a leprechaun in there too. Yeah. Has all the holidays involved. Mm-hmm. All right. So as we wrap up, I have one last question for you guys. Now I'm going to start with Mary Beth because she is our most passionate Christmas person here. You've been a very good girl this year. Santa Claus is going to stop by and bring you one present. What is Santa Claus going to bring you? Um, in the words of Miss Congeniality, world peace. I don't fucking know. Um, I don't, I don't want, I haven't even thought about Christmas or like presents. I don't know. A, a pair of shoes. See, I, a pair of shoes is great. They are, you know, part. They're very nice in fashion, and they're usable. They're functional. You know, that's a very good present. And Santa, a, you've been a good girl, so Santa will probably bring you some shoes. This is like the first year that I haven't like wanted anything. Like last year, I wanted a new phone. And this year, I don't like. We're traveling, and I'm enjoying that, and I would like to keep going and um yeah i don't really want anything 
or need anything. That is a very fair statement. Uh, Melody, what is Santa going to leave under the Christmas tree for you? You know, I'm kind of with Mary, but this year's been hectic, and I don't know that I've really had a chance to stop and think of what I, I want for myself. I don't, like, I don't go as many places, so I don't really need new outfits as often, and, you know, like, I, I'm kind of stumped on that. So, I, it would be nice if I could see my family. Like, I have family in California that I can't travel to see because of different people's health issues and everything. So, I mean, if Santa could bring, like, a COVID cure. That'd be cool. You have a, a syringe underneath your Christmas tree. Santa Claus Thank is coming, dropping syringes as he sneaks through your house. Thanks. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks, Santa. <laughs> Thanks, Santa. David. Santa, that's a tweaker. Right. <laughs> um, so... Don't share the needle. Sorry. Right? Like, who says this? Like, ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God. Share we did the needle. Krampus this whole time. We oh. didn't about Krampus this entire time. I'm very disappointed in this Christmas show. But what I was saying is, uh, what were we just talking about? What you Santa. Get? What Santa's going to bring you? Oh, Santa Claus. Yes. So I don't really want anything, but like, I. I do want to go to like Mexico or somewhere. Like I want to get out of here. I'll wear a mask. Like I'll isolate, but just I want to go away. <laughs> Isolated on a beach in Mexico doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, you know? right? I want what he, I want what your present is, Santa. If you're listening, I want to go to Mexico on the beach with everybody on the screen with me tonight. We're all going to go drink margaritas, quarantining on the beach. Oh, this is that Steve Martin skit on Saturday Night Live all over again. All I want for Christmas is world peace. No, wait. All I want for Christmas is a million dollars in world peace. <laughs> I don't remember how it goes. The world okay. peace thing, you know, I still want that, but I also want to go on the beach. I want a new phone, a pair of shoes. All the kids hold hands and everything, like I said before. And Yeah, no, it's, it's a great one. Sing Kumbaya. Doesn't he ask for like a like a really long orgasm and the whole deal by the end of that thing sure oh i, I will say yes because that's a very specific uh memory you have of that song or that skit so i will say yes because you're very sure about that i'd ask for so i'm <laughs> so i'm i'm kind of bummed out nobody started singing for me so is anybody gonna serenade me with a christmas song or when he was talking about Frosty, I started singing Frosty the Snowman. I think you need yeah. to sing it again. Let's sing it again. No. <laughs> oh, no. I don't get... Okay. That's the Smurfs. That's not a Christmas song. <laughs> well, what did you say your favorite one was again? It's the most wonderful time of the, of the year. year. Yeah. I don't know all the words. <laughs> da, 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 be of good cheer. Good enough. And that's the scary thing about Christmas songs. You don't have to know the words. You can just like, you, you know, make up words as you go that kind of sound like what they're saying and just like mumble it quietly and then they think you're singing the song. There are songs I'm ashamed to say that I only sing them at Christmas and because of that, in 40 years, I have not memorized the words. I don't know why. Just, eh. <laughs> Have you ever gone Christmas caroling? Yeah, my parents were musicians, so yeah, a lot. And what? in Scouts, we would go to. Show with the song? 
Yeah, okay. we need to end the show with a song. You got a song for me? Oh, I thought we just did. Why are we still discussing this? What happened? Steve is that, done with Christmas. That's that's what that's how it goes. Like we're we're going one direction, and then all of a sudden somebody says something and it completely shifts to left. And tell Carl that he's not being sneaky when he goes past you like that. You see, he looks very creepy when he's like crawling behind you. Oh, this is my Santa Claus. He can come down my chimney. There you go. That's how I'm going to end the show. That's I cannot think of a better way to end our show. Then on that. Oh! Consenti Claus. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're, uh, Mary Beth, go grab Santori. This is going to be a, let's say goodbye to everybody. Uh, Bye, David. Guys. David. Bye. Hold on. Before you go, David, oh, quick plugs. Plug your shit. Oh, um, I'm the owner of Scratch Catering Services. Hit me up. You can also catch me on all social media platforms as David Bonderchuk, B-O-N-D-A-R-C-H-U-C-K, or Scratch Catering Services. Check me out. And, oh, wait. Oh, he's bald. He's kind of cute. Yeah. Get it, girl, Mary Beth. Get it, girl. <laughs> all right. David Santori, okay. Santori. All right, and Mary Beth, what are you plugging? Uh, D- David apparently just wanted to He's get the done. fuck out. He was done with that conversation. So he's he like, did not. fuck you up out of here. Why did you have a Christmas show? What I asked him, so like I said, he has always, as far as I've known him, he has enjoyed Christmas. And that, and like, he loves to decorate and cook and bake and shit. I did not know that he no longer likes Christmas. That, oh, it, that was a shock it. to me. And when I said, hey, be on our Christmas show. He's like, fuck yeah, I want to be on this Christmas show. This sounds amazing. Little did I know that he was like, fuck Is he eating one of those edibles. cookies when he said it? I know. It's the gummy sucking. It really brings out the true oh, well. personality of a person. He was a sport. <laughs> I, I get it. I've been on here and talked about things that I didn't have an interest in. It's tough. It is tough. All right, Mary Beth, um, what, what are yeah, you? Yeah, so stay tuned to the Santori Project tomorrow. I'm going to go live a couple times while we're at the Christmas festival. Where'd I go? That's the weirdest um, thing ever. Then, You're like talking about, about him and it just zoomed in on him. It looked like Satori then, was like a, a, you know, a dummy and a ventriloquist. <laughs> you heard the voice. Um, and then stay tuned um, for our next adventure that starts on Sunday. Awesome. Where are you going to on Sunday? It's a secret. Ooh, I like secrets. And Melody, I mean, I'll what text are you... you, but like the public can't know. I'm nice. just trying to survive. There's nothing for me. To... I mean, watch us again on our next show. On that's you all. I, that's all I really could ask you. Um, yeah. My plug is um, I was telling you about this crazy uh, holiday horror story that I wrote last year. Um, it's called A Christmas Roast. It's available on Audible. It's available on uh, Barnes and Noble and on Amazon. It's a short story. But like I said, it's a Hallmark movie 90% of the way. And then it, it turns into a very weird cannibal story at the end. Um, so definitely recommend a Christmas roast. Um, but also make sure that you guys are following uh, Mary Beth and Santori there on the Santori Project. Uh, they're doing some great stuff. Uh, I really enjoy watching their videos. Um, so make sure you're watching that. Everything at Truckee Pacific. Uh, you can follow us at uh, www.truckeepacific.com. Um, if you, you know, like what you're seeing, if you hate what you're seeing, if you have any suggestions, if you want to sponsor us, please go to the mile high podcast at gmail.com. And most importantly, I really want your money. 
we're not doing we we're doing this for free now but ultimately uh we want to be doing this for money so if you can send your money to at trucky pacific 303 uh send me your money send as much as you possibly can um the more the better um, if you, for anybody who sends us 50 bucks or more, you get to uh, sponsor a show and we will literally talk about whatever you want us to talk about. So, uh, 50 bucks, uh, get to your own show and you can be a guest on the show, which I don't know. A lot of other shows will like say, Hey, you gave us money. Come be on our show. We're like Noah's arcade. Um, my parents were our first sponsors. And so, uh, oh, we'll have them on a show their own very own show coming up. Uh, but that's all we have tonight, guys. I hope you enjoyed talking about Christmas. Hope it uh, inspired you to watch some Christmas movies and listen to music. Um, I just really appreciate everybody here. So uh, anything else you guys want to add before we go? No, no. thank you. Well, thank you thank for you being for on, coming. Mary Beth. Um, Santori, I love what you say. Every time you close out your show, you always say one thing that always, it, it's so great. What do you want? How do you want to close the show? Everyone be good to each other. Be good to each other. It's a great sentiment. All right, have a good night, guys. Thank you so much for watching. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>